Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1620, Connected Conversations, by Shana Olmstead of shanaolmstead.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD. Great to have you here once again. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, this time bringing you an article from Shana Olmstead about having better conversations, particularly better difficult conversations. We often don't know how to navigate these, or we can really get fearful of them. So it's a wonderful topic of discussion today. Let's give Shana's work the floor now and optimize your life. Connected Conversations by Shana Olmstead of shanaolmstead.com It can be hard to know how to have hard conversations. Much of my work with clients is around having conversations that they're worried about, whether it's with a coworker, spouse, friend, or family member. Many of my clients spend a long time thinking about the issue they need to bring up, but are nervous to do so for a variety of reasons. For example, a manager in an organization needs to break some bad news to an employee about their performance. Even though this is a common occurrence, it's still uncomfortable to disappoint someone. Or, a mother and wife is doing the majority of the housework, childcare, and household management, and is frustrated. She wants to discuss it with her husband, but is nervous about it not going well. There are so many examples of these types of conversations, and there are a few simple tips to keep in mind when going into them. Number one, how do you want them to feel? Take some time to check in with yourself and the intent of the conversation, as well as the understanding of how you want the other person to feel. Remind yourself that we are all one. We are all connected and made of the same energetic particles. Our energy impacts each other. Your intent and your energy going into the conversation will make all of the difference in how the conversation will go. For example, in the manager situation, consider how you want your employee to feel during and after the conversation. Do you want them to walk away angry or disappointed, or instead feeling heard, validated, and understood? Practice holding the energy and intent of helping whoever you are talking to to feel connected and better than they felt before the conversation. They will pick up on that energy through your mirror neurons, and the interaction has a much better chance of feeling good to all involved. Number two, visualize it going well. Before the conversation, take some time and space to create a feeling visualization of the conversation going really well. Spend some time creating a mental image and feeling of it going smoothly, everyone feeling connected, and a beautiful outcome happening. Our thoughts and words are our wands. Worrying about the future creates fear and a negative outcome, before, during, and after the conversation. 
We're always creating our reality. So instead of fear, focus on the feeling of what you want, a connected, collaborative, positive conversation. Number three, assume positive intent. It can be real easy to assume someone is out to get us, that the employee isn't doing their job well on purpose, or your husband is not putting his dishes away because he doesn't love you. The thing is, everyone is fighting an invisible battle we can't see. And when people know better, they do better. Assume everyone is doing their best and that they are not out to get you. They're just trying to get their own needs met. This helps you to feel happier and calmer going into the conversation and to be able to have more access to positive energy during the conversation as well. When we don't assume positive intent, we naturally trigger the fight or flight response in our bodies because we are feeling attacked. This makes it impossible to have a productive conversation and to have the desired outcome. The person who you're talking to will feel your fear as anger. Their mirror neurons pick up on it, their fight or flight response gets triggered as well, and then it's two people with only half of their brains functioning trying to have a conversation. It doesn't work. Number four, curiosity. Being open and curious is super important in conversations. Ask what their experience is, how they feel, what they want, without reacting in a negative way. Practice being non judgmental. Notice when you get triggered to defend yourself, and instead come back each time to asking questions to gain understanding. The more open and vulnerable you can be while assuming positive intent and focusing on maintaining a positive connection, the better it will feel for both of you. Number five, empathy. Express empathy and validate the concerns of who you're talking to. For example, in the case of the wife needing to ask her husband for more help, rather than telling him what to do, Follow the steps we mentioned today. After assessing her intent and how she wants her husband to feel, connected, validated, respected, and energized, she's spending time beforehand feeling and visualizing how she wants it to go, peacefully, lightheartedly, both people smiling and feeling heard. She assumes positive intent by reminding herself that her husband works hard and hasn't been helping more because she hasn't asked him to yet, not because he doesn't love her. He does love her and he wants the best for her and the whole family. She then begins the conversation with openness and curiosity. Hey, sweetie, I love you so much. I know how hard you work, and I have so much appreciation for you. I just wanted to check in about how you feel things are going around the house. She then lets him talk about his feelings, not interrupting or defending herself, just continuing to ask questions to understand him. Tell me more. As she uncovers more information about his feelings, she is able to feel and express empathy for his perspective. That sounds hard. As he feels heard, he remains calm, and she is then able to compassionately express her own needs. They're both calm and working toward a common goal, instead of building resentment, her, or being oblivious to the problem, him. The couple can then go on to discuss and negotiate solutions to the issue. The best way to understand is to practice understanding. Just spending a little time creating mindfulness about the way you want the conversation to feel will make all of the difference. Have fun connecting in your conversations. You just listened to the post titled Connected Conversations by Shana Olmsted of shanaolmsted.com. And thanks a lot to Shana for this wonderful post. You all know by now how much I value and emphasize communication. Uh, so an article like this is really in my area of interest. But 
What I know is important for me to remember, and I think for anyone else who listened to this article, is that these steps Shana listed today, and really any other preparatory work we might do, doesn't guarantee anything. It can definitely help us stay composed and help us bring the version of ourselves to the conversation that we want to, but that's really it. So we mustn't rely too much on the other party's responses when gauging what we bring to a difficult conversation or how successful we might perceive it as being. Conversations are between people, but we're still individuals. It's essential to focus on what we bring and not letting our impressions of what we bring be dictated too much by the responses that we get. I'll leave it there for today, though, everybody. I hope you liked this one. I hope you use the talking points covered here today in your own tough conversations and that you will share this episode with somebody who you feel might like it as well. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.